Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to the Woodshed. Uh, it's a uh, yeah. Here we are. We're doing it again. Um, today's guest is friend of the podcast, buddy, a, a close friend. I, I mean, I like to call him a close friend. He's like a family member. Uh, Monty Draper, a hip hop artist, independent recording artist out of the Oakland area, Richmond, and uh, yeah, he's doing a lot of cool stuff. So excited to check in with him on the podcast and see what's going on with his latest project titled 33. Available pretty much everywhere on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, he's probably got it up on SoundCloud. Like, just check it out, Monty Draper. And uh, yeah, hey, um, want to thank the sponsors, of course. Uh, we've got some really great team here. Uh, I like to say thank you to them because without them, I'm, you know, I'm just a guy doing a podcast. So, uh, which is kind of still real, right? I'm just a guy doing a podcast. No big deal, whatever. But yeah, I want to thank, um, a look design doing all my logo work, all that cool stuff. Rug Valley DJs. If you're looking for a DJ for an event, contact Gary. His email is Gary at rugvalleydjs.com. Um, outsider coffee. I've got, I've got my coffee cup right here. Uh, it's to my right in the closet. Still, <laughs> we're in the closet, America, in the closet. Oh, I've got a new uh, listener in England. Some uh, in Thirsk, I think, is the name of the town. And uh, thank you for for that listen. And uh, oh, yeah, back to the back to the sponsors. Um, also, Moxley Media. You know, Moxley Media is printing my T-shirts, sending them off to people. Um, there's a link in the show notes if you want to buy a T-shirt from Welcome to the Woodshed. You can do so by just uh, going to the show notes and clicking on the link and buying a T-shirt and getting it shipped to your house. Yeah, good stuff. Um, also, Paul Bunyan Beard Gang, just a really cool brand, a, a good guy uh, out in North Carolina. The, the North Cackalacky is what I like to call it. I think they call it that out there. you got to take your shirt off and rise up, you know, wave around like a helicopter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's going back. Uh, that's going back a little bit. But anyway, anyway, yeah, some good stuff this week. Um talked to I, I talked to Rodney Elkins on the podcast that that's going to release actually I think I already did release it. he's a great guy though um you should check him out he's in uh, Tyler Childers and the Food Stamps and in a band called El Dorado so I'm working on uh, doing a show um where I'm going to feature all of the the artists songs like at, like kind of like a radio show on the podcast I'm going to do like a a little radio show like back when I did radio, you remember that? I don't. I mean, I do. I do, and I don't. But anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. So uh, Rodney has given me permission to play some of the El Dorado tracks. I'm excited about that. That's good stuff, uh, especially if you're a fan of country, which um, I've been giving uh, getting heck from my stepson Silas, who's in band at his high school. And he's saying that nobody likes country. Nobody likes country. Hmm. It's probably like the most popular format of music uh, that there is in the in the United States. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually have any like measurements. I don't know. But I, of course, um, it doesn't matter to me if someone doesn't like country. It's not. It's whatever. I don't care. Um, I like pretty much all forms of music. I mean, I can't really get into classical, but. It's still cool. Like I'm not gonna dog it, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Let's just uh, let's just do this. Let's get let's get Monty on the phone. Welcome to the woodshed. Here we go. 
When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Monty Draper, welcome to the woodshed. Trav, thanks for having me, brother. Man, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. It, it's uh, it's nice to to hear your voice and uh, kind of check in and you know see what you're up to because we go back a little bit. Do we? Do we? I don't even. This... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm 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 proud of you. First of all, um, and you know, create creatively like with with family, but creatively, uh, you play a very very important role into my my entry point into music so uh, any any time to sit down with my bros is is pretty important man i i I was getting ready to say i don't even remember the year that we met i i'm not good at at conceptualizing time so so i don't know how far back we go but it was pre-2013 right oh oh man it's we're, we're talking 2009 bro. 2009 okay yeah yeah, that's great, man. That's that's been a minute, but it's also yeah. been a few years since I since I saw your face. So we got to change right. that. We got to <laughs> we got to change that. I'm gonna I'm gonna book you guys uh, to come up and play in my living room. Oh, easy, easy. That's, easy. That's the more in, the more intimate, the better. <laughs> I'll be shirtless. <laughs> you know how that goes. Wear your sunglasses, Monty. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's blinding. So anyway, thank you so much, man. I mean, it, I really do appreciate you coming on and hooking me up with guys like Deuce. You know, I'm going to interview him uh, coming up here shortly and, and get into his stuff. But we're here to talk about you and your music and your path. So let's let's dive in, man. Let's do it, man. Okay. So talk to me. Uh, tell me about what drove you to the field. You know, what got you into creating music? Um, a lot of things, but. And in, in in honor of staying in stride or just like synergy, I found the picture of my dad. My dad's best friend is DJ GMS, who was Master P's first DJ. Um, and I found their first promo shots for their first uh, project. And immediately I was like, oh, this is exactly who he's like single handedly the reason why I wanted to do music. And then you add my aunts in there and, um, and my god brother and a few people I had proximity to that were either around the music or like super fans or they had friends that were around the music. So by proxy, they were always in studios and then they would take me with them. And I just got to see people create a lot. And you know, they none of them hit like hit big, but in my mind they way they may as well have been. If you had a if you had a dedicated music space in your house, you had made it to me when I was a kid. Mm. So and that's I kind of always just dreamt of that. Um, and then, shit, man, you fast forward to to college and and intentionally 
play records and play out in the club and see how people are responding to the music, you're like, oh, damn, there's a there is a science to this. And I'm, I, my favorite story about you and I is like you teach me how to count BPMs, beats per minute, and then it becoming an obsession to where we would just be out and, and try to guess the BPMs and and that informing how to like even produce records or how to approach them, you know, so it's it's. It's a whole bunch of different entry points, but I can very vividly recall the earliest ones is watching my dad, his his best friend, just just love it more than anything. So are you telling me that when I was down uh, DJing your dad's birthday party many years ago that I was in the I was in the company of this guy? Yeah, he was he was he was he was standing right next to you. <laughs> the best part of that is the fact that the the equipment the the equipment that I used back then is is pretty uh it was pretty kind of beginner, you know. <laughs> and at that point I'd been DJing for like more than 25 years. So it's just like finding that out later is sort of it's sort of funny, but I, at the end of the day like he never gave me any kind of like well, you're not a real DJ um sort of treatment. So it, it's all love. Um and you know, um, you showing up in the club changed my life. You know, it wow. it it changed my life, Monty. I like we uh, we actually like you know take it made me just like take a deeper dive into like how serious I needed to take DJing, and uh, like that was a that was a hard time in my life financially, especially. And then, like creating, you know, the ability to go out and get, you know, better money out of gigs, um, right. started because of of that part of my life where, like, watching you, you know, dive in and take it serious, and then all of a sudden, here you are on stage, you know, doing your thing <laughs> on stage and releasing records. I I still get teary watching Global on on YouTube. Oh, man, that is this. It's the it's truly the journey where you see this shy. Um, and not shy in a traditional sense, but just like, yo, just just naturally bigger, bigger dude, dark skin, distinct uh, scars on my face. So it's just like naturally just try to play the back of the room. But you, you're 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 DJing for crying out loud. And, and then now DJing is turning into you recording records and now you got to go perform them. And, and, it, and it was just truly the 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 progressions of just watching somebody just step into um, who they who they're destined to be and, and definitely still on that journey but that the, those nights at the vinyl club are were instrumental and I still reference a lot of them tonight mm. or, or tell me about and I've, cause I've heard this story on different podcasts and and other like your podcast for example and and also like Beegis you know awkward conversations with Beegis. <laughs> Um, tell tell me about that first time stepping out on stage. Like, what was going through your mind? Where was your heart at, man? Like, get into that for me. Oh man, um, we we were moving, or I was moving to Portland uh, from Ashland, and Morgan had the shout out, bro. He had the brilliant idea to throw um, to throw a going away show and and make it that. But I, I again the, didn't have any music out. Um, under any name, and I was and I wasn't even Monty Draper at that time. I was like I was Mondo or something. Mondo, like <laughs> Mondo Mondays <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> right, no real for real, and um, hadn't even released anything. And 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 Tyler and I were uh, shout out night shift. We were sending music back and forth. He was in Reno, and I was recording and more through that show. And we're in the parking lot, and uh, the, the the chick Davion was messing with at the time. 
Uh, or I'm not, let me not throw bro under the bus. Like one of the, it, it was it was a lot going on, but his shorty just gave me a shot of something disgusting. It was probably Hennessy at the time, to be honest with you. And and I kind of just was like, all right, gut check, let's go. And I progressed, and people kept bringing drinks, and progressively I just kept getting more faded, and 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 it 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 worked. Uh, but I woke up the next day like, what the fuck happened? So I, I, it's, it was just one of those moments, bro, where it was the the first time the anxiousness. But you realize that them butterflies never go away. Like I still like right before going or they they say your name. Um, I still get that little bit. And it reminds me of Hoop, too. Um, speaking of RIP to Coach Mack, who a lot of this shit wouldn't be in motion had I not um, played Hoop at SOU. Uh, even even right before hoop games, I was still get like they it doesn't go away, but it's a part of you knowing you're alive and you present in that moment. Like you can feel, you can physically feel the frequencies in those rooms, and my and I'm responding to that. And then the second the beat drops, it's a it's a it's a whole other story. What one of these days, Monty, I I want to be the guy that says your name on the microphone when you step out on stage. <laughs> oh, Let's do I can, it. I can I cannot wait, man. Yeah, hopefully it's. Big ass festival somewhere too. Let's do it in Amsterdam. <laughs> there we go. Yay. There we go. <laughs> Give me a reason to get out of the country for a hot second. Um <laughs> hey, uh where like speaking of Amsterdam, like you you've been there, you performed there. Where where else have you performed? Um uh internationally. Uh, anywhere, like the States, uh, internationally, like what sticks uh, out? You know, where where are the places that you're like, man, this I need to come back. Uh Br- Brighton. Uh, Brighton uh, in the UK was like the first time I'd ever been out the country. The first uh, international show I ever did, and that one, that one is memorable for a lot of reasons. Like um, one being it the first time, the record that we did that had us on tour was hella influential. Shout out Flow, uh, but Brighton, London, um, Amsterdam, uh, Berlin, uh, Berlin, Germany, um, Montreal, Toronto. Um, Vancouver, uh, and then and then shit. We just got off tour, so I, we've I've covered a good part of the states now. Like even even like the Midwest, I've been to Cincy and Indianapolis and shit like that. Like Nap Nap is like like on the low, one of the biggest hip hop spots. Uh, Chicago, I love hip. Chicago has my heart for real. Um, Atlanta, of course, New all over New York from Brooklyn to to um, the Bronx and even have hit Harlem before uh, Jersey, uh, Philly, Boston, Connecticut. Shout out my uh, bars on our nine five family. Yeah, you name it, man. Portland, Seattle. I can't. I can't forget about the Pacific Northwest. Like Portland and Seattle may as well be the Bay as far as markets are concerned huh. for me. Um, and LA, like it's, it's I, I'm pretty proud of the fact that a lot of my spins come from the places that I frequent. It means the support is real. Um, trying to think of where else, Hawaii, you've gotten to rock in Hawaii before. Um, Diego, San Diego, geez, I can't, I can't forget about San Diego. Uh, Phoenix, yeah, man, we've hit every New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, we, we've hit everywhere, bro. The uh, Atlanta, I man, Atlanta is a place that I desire to visit in a big way and spend some time, you know, getting in. When I when I went to Seattle uh, a few years back, I actually walked the entire, well, not the entire city, but I walked I walked 
about 16 miles in a day uh, visiting Seattle. I walked it. I purposely got up in the morning and walked starting at like five in the morning and went and got coffee and then did a volunteer park and went to the uh, grave site for Bruce and Brandon Lee and did, did just went in, man. And I ended up at Dick's Burgers because that's Dick's is the place where the cool hang out, like Sir Mixalot says. So I want to do that in Atlanta. My sister <laughs> moved, my sister moved to Atlanta, uh, the area. She lives in Sharpsburg, which is about 30, 40 minutes southwest of Atlanta. And I told her when she said that she was moving there. Um, that she, my job for her is to meet and befriend Killer Mike. So probably about two months into her living there, she sent me a picture of her superimposed into an interview on the news with Killer Mike. <laughs> so uh, creatively, she uh, must be where I get some of my comedy. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about your creative process yes, a little sir. bit. I want to know, like. Let, let's let's go, let's start from the beginning of mm-hmm. recording and releasing and come up to 33 which is your your latest project out now everywhere so like at the start like how has your creative process changed to today man it's changed dramatically because uh, I'm significantly better <laughs> but it's funny because the the the, the accident that or the process in which I stumbled upon uh, when Morgan and I were roommates in um, anybody that knows Morgan, know he don't drink like that hardly ever. And I was able to get him pretty fucked up one night and uh, <laughs> we can't, we, 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 through the grace of the guy, we made it back to the crib and um, he's like, of course, I'm. And, <laughs> and I just, and I was like, fuck it. And I just started like, for, like just rapping um and it was it was a freestyle and it was like oh shit and, and at the time and i still don't really consider myself a, a good freestyle by no means i just i happen to know some people that are really really good and i don't i'm i don't i wouldn't put myself in that realm however there is a um there's a certain delivery and and bravado that happens in that free form of of writing and I did that from the very first time I ever was recording myself. And it was like, ah, it must have been an accident. And so I stopped doing it and went back to writing and just trying to be as precise as possible, especially considering like studio time and not really owning a studio. And then fast forward to moving to the Bay, I moved into a studio. I moved into the Nest. The Nest, legendary. I, <laughs> man, yeah. And I learned how to record myself. So then... To save time, I, I went back to that sort of free form writing on the fly, punching type shit. And it would work. And then but then I left the nest and was back in other people's studios, like, yo, I probably should write so I can save time. And then it hit it hit me. It's like, hmm, there's something there. It's like it's the the the, the process is is too dependent upon resources and it should be the other way around. Um and so once I once I was at once I got my apartment, I moved to Oakland and first thing I did before I even had a bed was set up a workstation so I could record myself at home. And so everything from TV babies, uh, or no, even even some last marauder was recorded in a in a in a controlled space that I had control over. Um, but but for sure, since TV babies on, I've been recording myself. Um and give or take, go to the studio when it's convenient or whatever. But 
or when I'm trying to do a, a collab verse, but for the most part, I record myself at home and and just have fun. Like I just, just I'm like kid playing the video games. Like the if I'm not in a positive space or if I'm pressing or if I'm stressed, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not bringing that shit into the music. I'm probably gonna go for a walk, go smoke, or or call one of my mentors or something, and just get in a different headspace. Because if I wanted to be held stressed out and 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 not bringing memories to the music, then I would just take my ass and go get a nine to five for real, bro. So I um, I kind of just make no matter no matter what the process is, I try to just make sure that it's going to be memorable and something that's serving the art as opposed to something that's just there in the spirit of ego. Uh, and that's the, that's the only one thing that's a constant. Everything else is just subject to proximity and, and, and circumstance. Everything, everything else is up to chance except with the exception of, I don't go in there with a badass attitude. Hmm. That's a, that's really key when you're creating you know, I, I have no, I can't I can't think of a time where I recorded a podcast in a bad mood. I actually don't really get into bad moods anyway. So there's that, you know, you know, you know how I wake up. I mean, I'm ready to go at five o'clock. Let's do this. But um, anyway, um, it's it's been a fun outside view, you know, watching your music grow, Bonnie, um, you know, coming from the very beginning when I was at your house, I was at the nest. And you guys were all packaging up those CDs by hand, you know, to go to go flip. Oh, you were there. I was there. Yep, I was there. And now, yeah. now you're working with uh, with guys like like Deuce and and Kevin Allen, and you know, it's a it's an impressive thing to watch. And you did a, you've done songs with Locksmith. Like it, it's not everybody that gets gets that uh, you know th- that kind of love in the in the industry. Um, I, I want to play home off of your latest project, 33. So can, can you talk about like the process of home? Like, where did it come from? Um, how did you create it? Uh, my brother, Stephen King, who produced all the 33, um, we were, we were, we were well into it and he's like, I just want some balance. And he's like, I love where you are mentally right now. I think this one makes sense. And he sent it and I, I couldn't rap to that beat to save my life. And as a as a hell Mary, but but more of a safety net, I, I reached out to Rippy Austin, who I had the the honor of working with on a project down in LA. And Brett just I I'd never I don't think I've ever been that impressed by a single individual in terms of just like one, how talented he is, but how just incredible of a person. Like Rippy is one of the coolest person people you ever meet, bro. Like like super amazing. And so we just stayed in touch. We tap in online and I see his videos like, damn, I got to work with bro. I'm going to ask him. And I hit him. He was like, man, of course, for you, of course. And then he sent it back and it was it was even better than I imagined. So then I really couldn't rap to it because it was that good. Mm. So just rode around to the hook for what felt like a year and a half, probably, to be honest with you. Wow. And it wasn't until we got back from tour that I could do my birth. I finally had the words to say and it was called home i was i was home i made it we we drove around the country on tour and, and what an interesting way to see the u.s show with your brothers and you guys we have a we have a shared interest in mission in mind and it the words just kind of wrote themselves and, and to that point are just like 
free, like free form expression. That is, is exactly how home was written. And um, I sent it to my cousin or, or no, I didn't even send it to her. She just sent that message and, and she's one of my biggest inspirations. And so it just made sense to put her at the front of the song, Rippy on a chorus and then me and then, and then for the second verse, instead of a rap, I just wanted to give an offering of some insight to the people who, people like yourself who've been on this journey with me, who I don't get to speak to as much as I would like to. Um, I just wanted to, that's really for y'all. It's like if, if, if you, in, in any event, you aren't as informed as you want to be or some of the story there's a lot of holes in the story you can play that second verse and kind of get brought up to speed on what's been taking place because i think from the outside looking in the journey looks a little bit sweeter or grander than it is and and don't get me wrong it's beautiful and i'm and i'm grateful but it's a fight every day to sustain um the artistic integrity and just this pursuit of this um, and, and, and true uh, independency, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what home is. All right, well, let's play home. Just being able to recognize when it's time for change. Like, it's such a huge and necessary step when you're in the process of trying to carry out your vision. Made it, headed back, climbing home. So far, we can't go to the was working, I was 
that like life kept going uh, and it forced me to sit with these concepts and these songs a lot longer than I had in a really long time and I think that's the beauty of it like, really pouring in the growth uh, showcasing the growth and the new experiences and the new opportunities the heartbreak the setbacks the learning you get from hurting people uh, and trying to find a space of accountability with all that shit like it's hella important information and all that and just the process to the, the ability to process that and then come back with it with a clear mind and a clear heart and a clear spirit is important and to be able to put it in the music is even more priceless Monty, where do you where do you see yourself in five years with this career? Oh man, five, that five year mark is important. Um, the Grammy should be secured by then, but any event, it isn't. Uh, it'll be that year on the five year mark on the dot. Um, I'll have uh, successfully brought other artists that I'm super fans of to market that are extremely talented. Um, and from around from people from around the world and people from my hometown i'll have successfully done that um i'll successfully have um co contributed whether it be music supervision or scoring uh an original film and series i'm hella like like on my vision board like i'm, I'm i gotta get I got to somehow be a part of the water dancer by Tanasi Coates. HBO bought the rights to it. Like mm. it's, it's like, it's like very specific, um, shit I need, I have to do, like, I just gotta be a part of it. And, and, and really what's driving it all is fandom. Um, I look at Pharrell, for example, like he's probably my, my biggest, I, I would say now at this point, especially knowing where he's pulling from, like he's, he's classically trained, like he's a former, uh, like band student. So that's, a, that's the, 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 the difference, but, um, how he produces for other artists and how he writes for other artists is, is with serving the music. And, and that's what I want to do from being in sessions with Solange and, and Don Tolliver and, and, and all these people, like I, I, that's how far I want to go in terms of just being in space and, and creating records and moments for people like that that are larger than life. And so hopefully um, my, 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 my billion stream plaques will be everywhere and um, just stay on that mission. Because I think oftentimes, too, um, I appear as super lo-fi and underground, but I want to make hits. Like I want to make smash records and, and stuff that not just play in the club for the sake of like, oh, I'm in the club. It's like, nah, like this record was so undeniable that every DJ um, just had to play it. They knew they had to play. You know, you, you, you and you've been doing it for so long. Those are they're those records, no matter the venue or the setting or the crowd. There are those records that just cross over and you have to play them. And that's those that's what i want i want i, I want to michael jackson rock with you like i want i want to do those and 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 obtain that kind of have those kind of achievements throughout my career so that's that's what i'm pushing for this next five years like they seriously doubted and we um we just finished kevin allen's new record in la and he made a post the other day and he, and he shouted me out he was like bro bro's got grammys on his mind and it was like damn i'm i'm i feel so glad to have 
someone of that caliber and that close to me see how focused and intentional I am about this next wave of of, of just of, of an offering as far as art is concerned. Like it's just it's just gonna be next level shit. So that's what I'm focused on this next five years. I love the manifestation. <clears throat> I really do. It, and it's, I think it's a, a very important thing to keep reminding yourself of these goals, these dreams. Um, you know what, you know, not just, not just, um, not just like say it, but, you know, make your way, make it a measurable, quantifiable, measurable thing. I'm in a, I'm in a sales position, you know, uh, as you, as you're aware, I'm in a sales position. And for me, like quantifiable measurements, it, it's a daily thing. So I, you know, I, I sit down with a notepad at, at my desk you know, before I make any phone calls and I write down a number and that number is the amount that I want to sell that day, um, mm. which, which is divided by what I want to sell in the month. And, right. and then I get into the units, like, what do I need to actually sell today to make that number? And, right. um, I, bro, I have had best months, six months in a row, um, because I'm doing little stupid things like that. It, it is a very important thing. I'm, I, I'm sorry I say stupid, but, um, it's well, just, no, I'm, I'm glad you even framed it like that, bro, because in, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of different things happening, right? Where some, some basic free keys to, to unlocking achievements and success are as simple as writing out your goal. But oftentimes the fear of potentially falling short or failure stop us from saying a specific number. I'll, I'll share, I'll, I'll same as you, I'll share a really intimate moment at the, 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 the beginning of this year wasn't the easiest for your boy. And um, we're, it's, it's, it's New Year's Eve and uh, my girl's sister is like, hey, I want to try something. It's like, yo, I want you to write down, um, I want you to write down three things you want to achieve this year. And I want you to write down one that you want to burn and leave and leave in this year, like mm. leave it behind completely. And and she's so confident. She's such a leader. I don't think she, I don't think she cared for one second who was going to laugh at her for, but no one in the house was, was opposed to it. Everybody was pretty excited to do it. And it was my turn. And the very first one I led with, with was how much uh, revenue I want to generate this year. And, <laughs> and I, <laughs> you could hear a pin drop and, um, not not that not that anyone didn't believe it was just like damn the, the audacity hmm. but i remember i remember there would have been a time where i wouldn't have done that out of fear of 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 feeling silly or 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 being an outcast or what have you but i i'm i'm visual that way like i can lock in if i see it if i it's like damn you start to see it and these opportunities present themselves and you you understand what's happening and and it's it's been really important bro like to to write things down and um shout out wallow and 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 chelsea and everybody or youtube music they do this really dope event youtube for youtube avenues and the gift that they gave everybody was these really dope uh, journals, but these, they could fit in your back pocket. So there's no excuse for you not to always have it on you. And I just always have it on me and from ideas to, to, to thoughts, to slogans, to sketches, to you name it. I've, I've, I've done a little bit of everything in that book since getting it. Um, and it's been really, really helpful, bro. So it's been extremely helpful. Well, it's, it's so interesting to me because if I've got a big feeling, I, I'm writing it down. 
Like if I need to get rid of something, I write it down. I, I used to do it differently. Um, back when I, when I first quit drinking alcohol, uh, about 14 or 15 years ago, when I wasn't controlling my life in, in, a, in that, in a very specific way as, as, as I am now. Um, but I, I would take whatever was bothering me on a run. Mm. I would, and you remember those days I was running mm. all the damn time. So yeah. every day I would put something on that table, that emotional table and, and take it on a run. Now I write it down and throw it away. It, it, yep. it, that's the step yep. that I have to take. It's gone now, right? Um, and I encourage other people to do that because it, you know, it's not like not dealing with it. It's putting it away. It, that's a big. Yep. That's a big thing in healing. Um, and I'm I'm glad that you do that, Monty, because I care about you. You're you're not just my my friend, but you you know we have adopted each other <laughs> emotionally. Uh, you brought me into your family, and I you know I want to I want to make sure that when you're done recording, that you say hi to your mom, your sisters, your dad, Uncle Squeak, uh, yep. everybody else that you've touched my life with. Uh, all the all the friends, you know. I I gotta meet LJ. L LG. Sorry, I have another friend yeah. named LJ. He's in Chicago, but I have to meet uh, LG. I, it's gotta yeah. happen. I met Dave, so like, what's next? It's LG. Right. But um, I wanna I wanna dive in a little bit. Uh, take a step out of Monty Draper and talk about Grand National for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, the 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 music and the stuff that you all create together. It I I send Bohannon to everybody. Wow. I send it. I send it to uh, country artists that I've interviewed. Like, hey, check this out. You know, like I do a. I, there's a couple of guys that I've interviewed where we do a thing that I that Suzette and I do called jukebox, but it's not. It's not as uh, like physically close, obviously, because I don't live in New York or I don't live in Kentucky. But right. um, Suzette and I sit on the couch uh, when we're throwing one down a little bit and start and start showing each other music videos. Um, and I do that, you know, through the phone with a couple of artists where I send them songs and I always send Bohannon. Uh, wow. it, it's a song that in the video, man, I mean, the lyrics, the video, um, it's a powerful song. It, and it, it touches me. It's I, I can play it in any club setting I, that I can play in. Like if I'm playing in a club, I could play Bohannon and it's going to be a hitter. Um, so look, so look at this though, right? It's again the the DJ. It starts with the DJ. DJ D Sharp had produced. He produced the entire East Shore record, but that song in particular was the very first song uh, he Deuce and I did to jumpstart that. And it was it was he was intentional about it. He was super intentional. And and the video, the the overall visual treatment from the coming to market, but that video intentionally is like is what I saw when we were making a song. So I was, I was so grateful that everybody just trusted me for the, for the direction on that. Cause I was, I was so adamant that it, it had to look a certain way, you know? Well, let me go ahead and apologize for that misstep because it's not grand national. That's East shore highway, but it's, but it's, but that's, the, but it's that's, a, the, that's the inception of, of grand national. Like the, and you, and you see in, in, and where we're having, not, not even having to, but, it's nice to have these conversations because a lot of the story is unknown. All of that, all of that happened so organically. Um, it was like, yo, what do y'all call yourselves? And and when you see the whole family, the whole umbrella, this is Grand National. So that is East Shore Highway. That is Monty as a solo artist. That is Deuce as a solo. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like it's it's anybody who is who is down to to have have the team the the name on the jersey uh 
be more important than one on the back. It's just, it's just, it's just a choice, you know? And so it's not, it's not a, you got to get jumped in or anything. It's just, if you, if you, if you want to do this right now, cool. And if not do your thing, but the door is always open, you know, but it's, it's, it's really just about, we, we, we have a, we have a product standard the way that Apple does, you know, the, the, <laughs> the way, the, the way that, the way that Virgil would, the way that Salehi does, like there's a, there's a product standard to come to market and, 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 are you you cool with that? And if not, no hard feelings. But um, we know where we want to go, and we know how we want to re- ultimately be represent black black culture around the world. Like we're talking about worldwide branding, and that carries a heavier responsibility. Like we went to Amsterdam, we got off the plane, and some of the first things you see when you walk into that airport are the PG Lang promotional stuff that they shot for Calvin Klein. And it's Vince Staples and it's um, Georgia Smith. It's some of the most beautiful art you'll ever see, but it's unapologetically black. Hmm. And and that's the goal. And so I, that that can't be subject or compromised by one person in their ego. It's like, nah, fam, this is the North Star. These are the, these are, these are, this is what we're trying to unlock. These are the things that we're mindful of when we come to market. Cool. If you can do that, cool. If not, We'll see you down the road when it makes a little bit more sense. What, how did you put it together? How did you guys get together as a collective in in Grand National? Um, man, that's uh, that's so that's so dope. Uh, Kev and I were recording like crazy together, and just spending a lot of time and just realizing like how much shit we had in common. Um, and the, the Dreamville shit dropped, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget that night. Uh, it was like 2 a.m. My phone rang. And he's like, "Bro, you watching this shit?" I'm like, "I'm just my third time watching it now." Like, like excited because of the again the hip hop energy that they created with all these wonderful people. But Guap Dad is from the Bay, and and the Bay rarely ever gets recognized for how elite our MCs are, especially someone like Guap. Guap can be dismissed as a character until you really sit down and realize like how technically advanced he is as an MC, and i was we were we were just really excited that he was getting that shot to to rap alongside some of the people who are considered some of the best rappers when we it, it was just dope but kev goes verbatim we can do that and let's do it and the i can't i bullshit you not two days later he had booked a session at slap wagon with sk and invited all these people to just pull up and play again to your jukebox idea just play music just play what you're working on so the first the first two sessions were people just pulling up and, and playing the ops chord and and by the time we looked up there was a reoccurring group and he he literally goes hey man can you you got deuce number i was like yeah that's my dog like deuce's family so i hit deuce and deuce was like ben i'm on the way and deuce was got there within 20 minutes and then we just never none of us never left and and you see it now and and pat and pass was somebody that was around at, at that past we we were on the same uh label for a second and um he hit us on ig he was like y'all might pull up and he passed pulls up and all that bro it was it was crazy it was really crazy how it all came together but it was really it was really rich and just like community first and foremost and just all these beautiful people just pulling up on each other it's a it's a really beautiful thing, Monty, watching these things happen with with you, you know, someone that I know. 
Um, I'm hoping one day to actually meet Deuce and pass in person and whoever else, you know, in, is in the room. The next time I'm in Oakland uh, and you say, come to the studio, because that happened one time and I didn't go because I was like, ah, I don't you know, um, <laughs> um, next time that I'm in Oakland, you say, come to the studio. Well, guess what? I'm coming to the studio because th- that needs to happen. I need to I, I want to see the the collection go, go to work, <laughs> you know, so please do, please yeah. do man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a love language, right? Where it's like, nah, man, like, cause all energy isn't welcome to the studio, you know? Hey. So it's like, it's like, nah, please pull up, come see it for yourself. Um, so you, so you just know, and that's what we've been in, like, even in Amsterdam, like my, my boy, shout out my boy Ryan, he got to see us work and he was like, dog, I, I'm, I'm grateful I got to not just see, be a part of it. Cause once you're there, you're there to come add to the vibe and, and DJ Quick talks about that all the time. It's like, yo, like those frequencies can get trapped in the room, or at least they should. And that's what we're always trying to do is just like have the music be so real so it can actually represent real people out in the world. Like my like my my crew, like I'm the only one that's not a dad, you know? Mm. And I can't I can't wait to be, but we just can't go in there and say, fuck bitches, get money. These guys, they, my dog's got kids. We yeah. got to be hella mindful about what we're putting out to the world, right? And and the representation representations we want to be. And we know, we know more people like that than that we don't. So it needs to be a reflection of reality. And and we can we 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 can um, have a better batting average when, when it's real people around us at contributing to the ideas and the concepts and the feeling. The next thing I want to manifest is that um, you get me a space to come down and DJ for your for your people, for your friends and family, like like your your dad's birthday party. And I, you don't, there's no money exchanged. It's it's all on love. Um, but yeah, I want to come down again and DJ in the Oakland area, wherever you can get a room. I'll bring all the gear, and uh, you bring all your friends. Let's do it. I'm I'm getting ready to host these monthly brunches in Richmond uh, this summer, so we we need to talk because I, okay. I that could. Yep, I will do that. You're cutting out a little bit, so I, I had to interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that could totally that could totally happen. All right, you let's let's step back into Monty Draper world again and talk about uh, the the title track, which I'm going to play next, called Thirty Three. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yeah, how did you get? How did you come up with that one? Uh, that's the t- it's the title track. Um, the um, the most vulnerable, not the most vulnerable, but and how I felt at the time was it was the most vulnerable statement piece. And I did that first verse so quick, and without thinking, I sent it to Sue. And I I told this story yesterday. It's like Sue and I are a lot alike. Where if we don't like something. We probably aren't going to tell the person. We're just not going to do it. <laughs> and and uh, I I knew he loved it because he sent it back in like 30 minutes, you know, and it was that verse. And I was like, holy shit. And uh, the running joke is like, bro, how how you always get sued to rap like that? You know, like, that's yeah, my we're, we've been friends since the eighth grade for one. And then and, and we just that, that we just we just always have pushed each other, like even from a sports mindsets like now nah, i'm just being uber competitive but having the most rare like i, I sue i am sue I, I i've said it a million times but that is my favorite rapper ever so it it i'm always grateful when he pulls up for me like that 
Before I play the track, I want to bring up a memory. Um, yeah. you, you were on the Bay to the Universe tour, the, the Pacific Northwest <laughs> leg, and I drove my, my happy ass up to Bend and six inches of snow in that little Honda Fit, and it did great. Like, that was a great car for snow travel. I was impressed. But uh, I'll never forget, like, I go to the venue, it's sound check, and I just walk in, you know, <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> and you stop Sue and say, this is the guy. <laughs> and, and he was, like, super cool. Um, and then, fl- flash forward a couple hours, the show's getting ready to start. I had bought VIP tickets. Um, so I got to do a little meet and greet with I Am Sue and take a picture, which I still have on my phone. Um and um, anyway, he he sees me in line. He goes, "Man, you bought VIP tickets?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> oh man, thank you so much. And I said, "Well, you're paying my friend, you know. Like, he, you know, I'm here. I'm. I'm it's cool to meet you, but I'm here for money." <laughs> but anyway, that was a good memory. That was a fun time. I spent way too much money on a hotel room. Uh, it was beautiful, though. But what a what a moment um, for me! I still also have that picture of you walking on the other side of the domino room, and you see me and you you wave. Uh, I I still have that picture too. I'll send it to you one time. Um, and Man. anyway, let's play thirty three. Play thirty three. I could be prolific and still strung out like Jesus at 33 With 22 tools broadcast for the world to see So really what's the hurdle to Zion over the Sphinx Wanted to rap like locks, so Jigga got to a beast I'm like I got the key and left the door open to anybody's Tack out the lobby and hell in the pole Tell baby don't be selfish, consider the moment Still found wealth from being broken and stolen, hell of a omen Clean the dirty money through Reddit, I got a fetish Be the only game in town, moving silence and keep on begging I'm sorry pop, me giving up is out of the question Around here, niggas gotta die to be a legend Nonetheless, head high and change out Close my eyes, channel God and let the pain out Seen the devil's face, I'll never be the same now Televised a revolution with a breakdown Yeah, I woke up today around 1.30 I told them six years ago, but nobody heard me. They see the route that I chose, I would say it's worth it. I could buy it three times over if I made the purchase. I've been at home for eight months finding life's purpose. But when I'm outside, I'm shooting films with the right permit. Trust me, I ain't just satisfied that the lights I was a tall nigga with an afro. I felt like Pee Wee Kirkland loaded watching Lovecraft Country. I think the magic work is bit a classic verse. Do a magic act on these average earthlings. I'ma ask you first if the answer's no, I'ma keep it moving. I'ma keep improving until the day that I reach the roof. Then get a box cutter and carve through it. I'm art drew it, been through it, blew it, withdrew it. Get some art to it. Money, let's sell out the Chase Center. Tell them the same story and, and that shit way different. I never thank Richmond, so I'm finna thank Richmond. Thank you for making me different. Making me see myself as the person I see in the mirror. It's select moments from my past I need to revisit. Switching trash bags, cooking dinner, and cleaning these dishes. Not a repeated offender. I'm not a single offender. My money legal and tender. You too eager to blend and I'm too regal to blend in. Keep it legally incorporated when speaking to business. Real shit. Monty, how how are you different?
from others in the industry, specifically hip hop? Damn, how am I different? Um, funny, funny thing is, the more I meet uh, some of my heroes and in some of the current like big dogs, I I don't think I, I'm starting to I'm starting to understand that I'm, that we're not as different as one may assume. I think the I think the the slight the slight difference, um, and it's very very slight because it's not something that can be I, it was in my control or something that I'm doing. Um, is the time and and the people to who I was born to, right? My mom and my dad were 21 and 23 when they had me. Um, and the, I don't know two bigger music lovers, but specifically hip hop lovers and my mom and my dad. I opened up for the Jungle Brothers a couple weeks ago. Mm. And my mom and my stepdad started rapping uh i house you work when i called them on the phone they they both on the, on the speakerphone yelling at the top of their lungs because they're so excited and my mom comes to the show she loved my set but and she's normally ready to leave after i get off stage she <laughs> was front row and and rap the entire time the jb's were on stage so i say that to say my I'm born 89 and a lot of, and you got to figure we're kids. So a lot of my peers didn't get to listen to if it's doggy style, um, death certificate. Um, what else would have been, um, stakes is high. Like it's, um, uh, I, like it's a, it's a, or, or AT aliens, fuck that AT aliens. Like a lot of my, friends didn't get to listen to those records in real time. Mm. I did. I, I got to listen to Ghetto D when it was out. Um, 400 Degrees when it dropped. So I got this I got this really dope crash course education. Once like once my mom knew I wanted to do music, she she's like, yo, you got these are the albums you gotta listen to. And it was licensed to ill, uh, walking with a panther and then um and doggy style like she made me listen to those records she bought them for me and and that was for my mom you know so i think though i think that is the difference and then my aunt um my dad my dad's baby sisters are 10 and shit 10 and 15 years older than me i think they are um and so those those ages are really specific because they were teenagers when i was born and so i got to do a lot of things through them and and to Tony, like like to this day, Rafael Sadiq's voice mm. and the sound, the sound of Tony 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 is like mad soothing because whenever it's with my auntie, my auntie JJ, she was going her she her her car or her room was gonna smell hella good and she was probably gonna have on the Tonys or Sade or fucking Jodeci or something like that and everything was gonna be okay and so I, I'm kind of referencing whenever I'm making music or art, I'm kind of referencing. Not not just the quality, but how intentional all that shit was, and I do feel like that's a slight edge because I'm pulling from a place of a um, of a fan that got to experience one of the most beautiful times for art as a whole. Um, so I think that's the difference, man. Do you know what year I graduated high school? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old yeah. now. I'm old. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in my fifties now with with your folks. <laughs> You know, um, God, I mean, there's a million more questions I could ask. Um, I could be on the phone with you for, you know, easily two or three hours. Um, 
but what's next? Who? Yeah. Uh, 33 is out. Uh, some awesome visuals. Uh, working with some great directors. Uh, uh, so look out for those. Uh, I did. I did. I started this series called Communion last year. I did Communion one and Communion two are out everywhere. Please go stream those. Run it up. Communion three will be here in a matter of a couple months. Um, I am Sue and I have a collab album dropping uh, by the end of the year. Grand okay. National has another project dropping by the end of the year. Mm. Um, Stephen King and I will be doing another part two to 33 before the end of the year um, tour. Um, I can't wait for that announcement. That's going to be really special. Enter uh, some international stuff and some stateside stuff with the, the international spot to be a place that I didn't name earlier. So that's why I'm really excited for that. Um, let's see. Um, Meta, uh, the, the folks at Meta Sports are doing some really cool, intentional um, black leadership um, delegating as far as like just having former student athletes um, that have gone to move into other industries. They're allowing us to like kind of congregate and get with some current student athletes to kind of explain how valuable their two their, their skill sets are going to be in the marketplace. So I'm hella grateful to be working on that. Um, I produced and created uh, an original series called Live from Mama Dog. Did partnership with Corduroy Media. That uh, that that is out everywhere now on YouTube. Please go check that out. Um, had some amazing guests so far, and this next lineup is even crazier. Um, yeah, man, it don't stop, bro. It really does not stop. A lot of shit, but Communion Three is the biggest one that's on the way and I cannot wait to just share that entire experience because if people love to roll out for 33 they're gonna shit when they see um, communion when are you gonna release that country record soon man soon <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out I, I really I really wanted to be out there my mom is a big country music fan so and I and I actually had an, an opportunity to go to uh, to go to Nashville and, and write um, so uh, um, I, I can't wait. Uh, it's gotta, it's gotta be real. And I gotta, I gotta do some more studying and I probably gotta stop ducking around this, uh, this picking up the bass. Like I, I've been drawn to, to the bass. Like I did piano and, and, and took theory, but I'm being called to learn how to play the bass, but I, I gotta spend some more time with piano before completely jumping off and, and starting something new. So I'm going to send you some country songs. Please do, please do, bro. Please make me a fire playlist, and so that can be my entry point. And, and maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe that's what I'll do is like I'll practice bass to to some of the country songs. Country has a really interesting history um, because back when it back, back when it first came out, there were no drums, um, right? Because rock and roll had drums, and it was the devil's music, and so the the drums were the devil's instrument, and. Um, now, if you listen to country radio, like the like the top forty country radio, they're 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 rapping. Yeah, they're yeah, rapping. No, it, they're rapping over it, trap beats with guitar. You know, like <laughs> it's an interesting. Maybe not trap beats, but you you know what I'm coming from. They're, they're, no, no, you 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 nailed it. The 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 fusion of all genres, but specifically in country has been eye-opening and I, it, and it's, it's really dope to hear uh true to form country artists and country fans speak about about it and and, I, and i've heard different things like some people are opposed to it and some people aren't and um 
but I, I'm definitely grateful for a little Nas X and folks like that and 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 them and their attempts because it did it did kind of create this this dialogue in around like yo like all this shit is coming from the same place you know and and my mom my mom said it best and my my grandmother like there my grandma's from Mount Holly for crying out loud mm. so if it's not gospel it's country if it's you know it's like it's our 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 our, our true rock and roll you know what i'm saying like i i i turner and shit you know johnny guitar watson like it's a it's that's if that ain't if that ain't country music too it's kind of it's kind of like it's hard to kind of separate the two it's all one thing so i think that's what's been special is like all right if everything is going to get melted together then let's try it all you know have you seen the video for Sorry Not Sorry yet? Yes. Oh yes, my oh my yeah. gosh. It is incredible. It's my favorite thing he's done, Tyler the Creator. Yeah. I I don't really like his music. I'll, I'll just be honest. But what? I don't oh, I don't know, Monty. Please don't hate me. But I also no, no. <laughs> I also don't enjoy um I don't enjoy Eminem at all. Like at all. Like ugh to me is but I, I like Tyler a little bit better but that video and what he's saying and what he's doing the visuals in that video dressing in all of the outfits from every record he's dropped it yeah. it's just incredible and the the scenery is killing the guy it's like there's so much power and he's he's sweating and he's it's the face is weird it's man it I need to watch that on some micro dosing mushrooms you know what I'm saying <laughs> but Heroes dose, go for it. Yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, I could do this with you for another couple hours, but I know like we got lives. I got to get I got to get in the shower and go go sell some stuff on Marketplace. I love you, Monty. I hope you know that. I hope you feel that. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your, your day to do this with me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. Before I let you go, uh, tell the audience um, where they find you. At Monty Draper everywhere. That is at Monty Draper everywhere, Twitter, IG, but more importantly, Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal. Follow, like the pages, and stay tapped in, and I hope to catch you in whatever city you're in this summer. Well, Monty, again, thanks so much for your time. I'm going to let you get off the phone and get on with your day. I appreciate this so much. I appreciate you, bro. Goodbye now. Okay, that's heart right there. Uh, it's hard for me to get off the phone with Monty because I just love talking to him. Uh, even when we speak personally, the energy is there. He's just a really, really good person, and I'm proud to know him. Um, I've pr I'm proud to have watched him start from the tables, you know, the DJ tables, and getting on stage. Like I was there for all of that, so it's a it's it's something that's very important to me to to continue to watch this, watch him grow, and and be who he's who he's manifesting and everything. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, before I do that, I want to thank the sponsors, of course, uh, a look design. Uh, doing all my design work and logos and all that cool stuff. Moxley Media for printing those things. Um, want to thank Gary at Rogue Valley DJs. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of DJ work again. I can't quit it. It just, I, I can't quit it. I was just going to say it. So if you need a DJ for a gig and you want to book me, you can holler at him, Gary at RogueValleyDJs.com. Um, Outsider Coffee. Located in in Southern Oregon and on the internet at outsider.coffee. And also want to thank uh, my, my, my buddy Jerome at um, Paul Bunyan Beard Gang. This has been another episode of Welcome to the Woodshed. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.